The greatest hits of all time are back. This is the all-new WMEX. WMEX Boston. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to the all-new WMEX, 1510 AM, Quincy, Boston, and translator W266DQ, 101.1 FM in Weymouth. Good evening. You're listening to Courage to Hope with your host, Uncle Tony. And before we turn it over to Uncle Tony, folks, a little bit of background, just so you get the understanding of where we're coming from here. Courage to Hope is a show about all the things that we must do together as a community to help sobriety succeed for everyone. And that's what Uncle Tony's mission has been as an activist in this for over six years now. And with the goal of helping families understand how better to cope with substance abuse, addiction, and general sobriety. Everyone deserves that opportunity, and together, everybody can have that opportunity. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce now your host, Uncle Tony. Thank you, Ben. Thank you very much for that introduction. And I'm happy to announce that tonight we have Beverly Buncher as our guest. And Beverly is a very special person. She started a company called BOM, which stands for Be a Loving Mirror. And it's all about helping families that have someone in the family who is suffering from addiction. And sobriety is, goes obviously along with that. But when families uh, have somebody with addiction, they're always in turmoil and they always need help. So I'm going to leave it right up to Beverly right now. Good evening, Beverly. Hi, Tony. How are you? I'm very good. Very glad to hear your voice. And I'm glad you could make some time out for us tonight. We really appreciate Happy it. Um, could you give uh, kind of like the highlights of what the BOM is, is and what it's all about? Sure. The BOM is a program that helps families to get their own peace of mind back, whether their loved one is still using or not. And in the process of learning how to do that, they also learn how to new ways to speak with their loved one, to help their loved one, to find resources for their loved one so that they're helping to bring recovery into the home. It's a program designed to bring peace, light, love, and connection back into families that are often so starved for these concepts, for these ideas and feelings. <clears throat> That's definitely something that um, a lot of families could use help with. So tell us a little bit of the history of the bomb. How long have you been doing it? So I first um, came up with this idea, I guess, about 35 years ago, and I used it with my husband because he was struggling. And um, I read a lot in Al-Anon literature that explained how you talk to and help a person when they have an addiction. So I did it, and he got into recovery in a very short amount of time. And we had a lot of wonderful years together. And then things got busy, things got crazy, and we both kind of forgot what got us to such happiness and joy in our lives, in our life as a family. And slowly but surely, we relapsed. And um, during my husband's relapse, I realized I could go back to living that same life again and sharing it with him. And um, 
I got a lot of help. I got a coach and I got a therapist and I went to Al-Anon and I got a sponsor. And I decided to become a life coach and help families. My husband got recovery again after a five-year relapse. And um, I used the same principles and steps that I used the first time. And then I decided I'd start teaching that to families, but I didn't have it organized in any way at that time. I just told people, go to Al-Anon. And quite frankly, they really didn't want to. So I had to figure out in a way that I could teach it what uh, what it was that I did that worked. And that became the Be a Loving Mirror or BALM program. So you say you did what you, you know, what you did worked. Um, how long did that take? Well, in each case, once I started to sincerely do what I knew to do, it didn't take long at all. It was a matter of months rather than a matter of years. But it's easy to forget. And during the time when I forgot, it was like a downtime. <laughs> so it was yeah. four years of hell, basically, followed by, whoops, this is what's happening. Let's do it again. And within a few months, he was back on the path. I was on the path. And we've shared a lot of wonderful years since then. That last relapse was in 2008. Um, how, do, um, how do people find you and get more information about the bomb? So, yeah, we have a website called BeALovingMirror.com. B-E-A-L-O-V-I-N-G, Mirror. M-I-R-R-O-R dot com. And you can find that, and it'll explain all about our family program. And um, people can also give us a call. Karen Zimmerman is our outreach representative. Her number is 1-888-998-2256, extension 5. And I can be reached at that same number at extension 1. So the, and we're happy to... The old website that says bombfamilyrecovery.com, is that still? Yes, it's still up, and it's great. Um, it, it talks about all of our programs, our life coaching. Our, it's just very diverse. The new program is really focused in on the family and how we help the family and then has a page about the coach training, a page about getting a coach, we offer a lot today. It started as something I did for my husband and then evolved in this, into an international company where we help families all over the country and all over the world who have a loved one who's struggling. So you can do everything by Zoom, I assume? We do, yes. People, uh, we have a platform where people can find recordings, and then we're all of our live calls are on Zoom. Okay, and... and um... Is there an introduction if somebody wants to use your services? Is there an introduction? Like, I remember something you used to do on Wednesday nights where people could just go with, go to a web, uh, webinar or Zoom and watch a program or listen to someone speak. Is that? Yes. Well, we have a couple of different things. We have lots of, of, um, of freebies that people can access. If you go to balmfamilyrecovery.com, Go to the resources, and you'll see a few of our interviews um, about the importance of getting support, about the importance of mindfulness and meditation, 
and those are right there. And you can actually see how a balm uh, interview goes, what it's like when I interview an expert in recovery, a family member, a person in recovery. And those are all on the balmfamilyrecovery.com site. If you call Karen, she will uh, direct you to the program, show you how it works, show you the platform. And then once you're in the program, every Tuesday night we offer an orientation. And Tony, you know what I didn't share? The Balm Family Program has three parts, information, transformation, and support. Information is really important because there's so much we don't know about what's happening with our loved one. And when there's a gap between what's going on and what we know, we make up stories. So the BALM program, we really work hard to educate our families. You become highly educated in the field of family addiction and recovery. And then transformation is where you learn how to apply all that information so you can change Change in the way you think about your loved one, the way you interact with them, the way you research helping them, your expectations, all of that. And then support. We have groups every week. So we have classes. We have uh, workshops. We have retreats. We have support groups. And we have one-on-one coaching. And all of this is available to our families. That sounds very good. Now, just a couple of things, though, that, you know, the the addict in the family, woman, man, whatever, whoever it is, um, usually they're burning a lot of bridges and they're really um, leaving a bad trail behind them they, between stealing credit cards and selling jewelry and doing whatever it takes to, to buy the drugs. Um, yeah, you're saying that, you know, you're going to try to turn that around so that you're going to have yes. a good attitude towards this addict? and uh, Well, one of the, the key to family recovery is love, connection, compassion, and having an understanding of what's really going on here. That doesn't mean you let the person walk all over you. No way. This is about being aware, learning how to set boundaries, how to use leverage so that you can be sure that if your loved one wants something, you're using leverage, saying, for instance, they say that they want the car. Well, you can't have the car unless you go into treatment or unless you, whatever it is. So we teach families how to use leverage, how to set boundaries, how to use mindfulness for their own peace of mind. And really, we do teach families a whole new way of interacting with their loved one. It's not pity, but we no longer hold our loved one in contempt or see them as someone who could change if they just made better choices. No, this is a disease. It's a very serious life and death disease and affects them in that it can directly kill them. It affects us in that if we don't learn new ways to cope and to thrive in our lives, regardless of how they're doing, the stress is going to kill us. So we're very, we have a two-pronged approach. Help yourself, help your loved one. And we're equally committed to both. 
some recovery programs are just about helping yourself. They say there's no hope for them. Help yourself. We don't believe that. Some say just help them. It's desperate. We don't believe that. Because if you don't help yourself as well, there's nothing left of you. You get to have a life, too, when you have somebody in your family who has a problem. So it's a two-prong approach. I know from personal experience that uh, for the length of time that the person is out there on the street, uh, there's never a relaxing moment. You never know when the police are going to call or you're going to get that knock on the door or anything like that's going to happen. So um, it is a long, long grind. So there's an old philosophy about tough love, which I think comes from AA, um, which I think is a little different with alcohol versus opioids, especially now with so much illegal uh, fentanyl on the street that's, uh, you know, counterfeit pills. Um, what's your opinion on the tough love pro situation? Yeah, I don't believe that that comes originally from AA. AA, Al-Anon, these are programs built on the idea of love and forgiveness and compassion. What happened was there were so many people in need of help. Treatment centers started to open up. They couldn't handle the flow. And so the most important thing was to get the people who were willing to do what they needed to do. And I think tough love evolved out of this idea that, you know, you're only going to help, you're only going to get help if you really want it. And we're going to punish you if you don't. That's tough love. That's not what we are. We believe in setting boundaries for the family member themselves. So, for instance, if your loved one is stealing from you, if they are if they are eating your food, eating you out of house and home, and not and they're an adult, they're not paying you rent, they're not earning their way, they are stealing from you in other ways. And, it, and they're stressing you out because you're worried they could die, we teach you how to look at this a little bit differently so that you can take care of yourself and make some important decisions about how to help them and how to help yourself. We don't say tough love. We don't set a boundary and that says, we're, not, we're only going to help you if you stay sober. Or I mean, they can't stay sober, right? Or they wouldn't need your help. Right. We say, I will help you as much as I can, but I will not hurt myself in the process. And one of the things that hurts me is to watch you killing yourself. So I will not participate in that by giving you money that you that eventually goes to drugs, by paying your rent when you're able-bodied, et cetera, et cetera. So at what point do you, let's say if you have two other children in the household, um, and this person and the, the addict is creating a lot of disturbance. When, where do you go from there? If you, if it, is it, when's it time to tell them that they can't live here anymore and, uh, and that sort of thing? And then how does that work? How do, you, how do you still give them help if they're not living there anymore and you don't have access? So that's a really great question. How, in the BALM, we describe enabling as anything you do that helps your loved one get their drug of choice. And we describe, we describe helping as anything that you do that helps them in their recovery or helps them move their life forward. So, for instance, if your loved one 
wants you to pay their rent, give them money for gas, do this, do that, run favors for them, and they're using their money for drugs, that's enabling. That has to stop. If living in your home is allowing them to have money for drugs, you you have to decide if you want to participate in that. Is that something you want to contribute to? And if it isn't, then you need to work out a plan to use leverage to help them move out. Now, here's the thing. That's easy, easy for me to say. That's why we have a whole one-year program for families where they learn principles of recovery and steps to communication and get a lot of support in the groups and some of them hire an individual coach so that you can learn these things and put them into practice um, and live in a new way where you have peace in your heart and in your mind even when there's total chaos in your loved one's life. That's a big challenge. And it is. It's a very big challenge and I know how difficult it is to to get sober. So I know that it's a challenge all the way around because you're always in conflict. Um, yes, it's difficult to get sober, and it's difficult to help someone get sober. So the question is, how do we approach it? Do we approach it by giving up? What we say in the balm is let go of the obsession that they have to do it your way, but don't give up on them and don't give in to their manipulation. Instead, learn what works to help someone make a good decision in their life and learn what doesn't work and do that which is most likely to work. Okay. And when, when do you, uh, I mean, I know everybody's different, but when do you kind of make the decision on when they need to be in, uh, in recovery? Is that the first step, one of the first steps to get them into? Uh, I think the first step, when you, if you're in a situation where it's a new situation, you're noticing something new. You're lucky in the sense that you can start getting recovery, you have a little bit of time, you can really start working on yourself. But what we say is that, especially with opioid addiction, you need to be working on yourself and learning how to help them both at once. How do you know when they need to get into treatment? I can't answer that not knowing what the situation is. But I do know this, that when a person gets into the BALM program, they learn what the signs of addiction are. They learn how to have a conversation that is sort of like a drip, drip, drip that helps the person look at themselves and come to the conclusion that they need help themselves. And many families, by the time they're saying to their loved one, you need to go into treatment. Their loved one is saying, yeah, you're right. Can you help me? And then when that happens, you have to catch it fast because it's going to pass the next morning. Yeah. So it's a very tricky thing. And anybody who's on here who has this situation, you know, I'm not, I'm speaking to the choir. What we invite people to do is consider an organized educational and coaching process so that they have the support they need and the knowledge they need to be able to make the decisions at the right time that will help their loved one. And, of course, there's no guarantee. But there is a guarantee that if you do this work, you're going to be okay. And they have, you become their best chance of being okay. That's right. I would like to, <clears throat> like to say, um, for anybody who would like to speak to Beverly right now, she's at 781-834-9639. That's our number here at WMEX. 
and we can put you on the air. And if you would like to speak to Beverly privately, what would be that number, Beverly, after 7 o'clock? 786-859-4050. Or you can call me on the office number 888-998-2256, extension 1. And go to the website, um, Family Recovery Resources, or what was the other one? Yes, um, you can go to balmfamilyrecovery.com or bealovingmirror.com. Both of those are available to you. Okay. And Karen, Karen, our outreach worker, is extremely helpful. She really gets it. She's a person in long-term recovery herself, and um, she's willing to sit and talk with you and help you see if this program or another would be good for you. I know. Another question. So let's say I'm kind of coming up with ideas, what I know happens in households. Um, mm-hmm. You've you got a situation where a mother and father of the addict, um, they're constantly at each other's throat because um, one wants to do it one way and the other one wants to do it the other way. Um, how, does, how does the coach, does the coach have to go in and referee the two of them? Or what if one wants to be coached and the other one doesn't? Is there a method right. of how you how do you solve that problem? <clears throat> yes, uh, we've uh, we have a whole cadre of in-house coaches at the Balm, and we're trained to work with individuals, like just the wife, just the husband, just the mom, just the dad, or the couple together. Uh, one of the things that often works is to have one day a week the wife comes the, or the mom, I mean. The other day, the husband comes, and then um, the second week, they're together with the coach. So they each get to work on their own issues. People are often in different spots. The thing that helps the family have a common language and understanding is to be enrolled in the BALM. And all of our coaching clients are members of the BALM community. They take the BALM 12 Principles course and 7 Steps, which is very accessible. You can take it live. You can listen to it online, hundreds of recorded interviews with experts, and a whole seven-step process to learn new communication skills. We're even offering that now for the person, the loved one, once they're in recovery. And we're finding that whole families are enjoying recovery together. It's very fulfilling. But when things are bad, the mo- we call coaching an accelerator. The BOM teaches the family how to be different. Now, let you ask the question, what if one of, the, one of the parents just does not want to come? They don't want to come to coaching. They don't want to come to the BOM. We believe very strongly in something we call the power of one, that one person in the family can make a decision to get well, and it will ripple out and affect everyone else because the way they'll be talking will be different. The way they'll be thinking will be different. They won't be as upset all the time. And after a while, the other family members and often the loved one themselves want to know what's going on. We have had children and spouses who had addictions and their wives or moms or dads were in the balm and were so different. They were so different once they got into the balm, such good listeners, so able to help the um, 
the family get along, that the other family members got really interested and often decided to become coaches so that they could learn how to help families in the balm. So this is something, I mean, we now have, gosh, I think there are 10 or more whole families of coaches in the BALM program in addition to whole families doing the BALM, which is very exciting. Well, that's a good thing. And we're going to get back to the coaching aspect after the break. And right now we do have to take a commercial break. And we'll be right back with Beverly Buncher, president of Family Recovery Resources. Hi, I'm Marianne Regan with the Situate Animal Shelter. Our mission is to improve the quality of life for both companion animals and the people of our community. We're located at 780 Chief Justice Cushing Highway in Situate. To get involved or to make a donation, please visit our website at situateanimalshelter.org. Thank you, and please continue to support amazing nonprofit organizations on the South Shore. Hi guys, Jim Walbrink here. A new year for most is a time for celebration and new beginnings. But for those suffering from substance use disorder or addiction, it can be a very difficult time. If you or a loved one is suffering, call us here at Evoke Wellness and let us help you start your new year off on the road to recovery. Call us here at 1-833-EVOKE-ME or 1-833-386-5363. Thank you. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Visit aa.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you. You're listening to WMEX 1510 AM, Quincy, Boston, and translator W266DQ 101.1 FM, Weymouth. You are listening to Courage to Hope with your host, Uncle Tony, and his guest, Miss Beverly Buncher. So we're back here with Beverly Buncher. Um, Beverly... Um, you keep talking about seven steps, 12 steps, which is part of the BOM program. Uh, is the 12 is the, uh, steps similar to the AA steps? Well, we have actually, Tony, 12 principles of BOM recovery. That's different than steps. steps. Okay. Excuse me. Yes, it's, it's different than the 12 steps of AA. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so can you kind of give me an idea of which comes first, the seven Steps of the sure. 12 principles when you're teaching somebody, where do we go? Great question. People start with the 12 principles, and the 12 principles are all about shifting your attitude, taking action, and building relationships. And there are four principles in each of those sections, and you start with an attitude shift. In order to make a difference in your loved one's life, most of the time the family member's attitude has to change. Most families come into the balm saying things like, it's his problem. It's her problem. I can't do anything about it. I don't want to get into their recovery. I have my own to think about. I can't be involved. What we say is that the family has a crucial role to play in a loved one's recovery. 
And there are ways that they can play that role very well or very poorly because the family is always contributing to either making things better in terms of a loved one's addiction or making it worse. The balm teaches families how to make it better. Another attitudinal shift principle is that change happens in stages. And we teach um, Prochaska's stages of change method so that families can see where their loved one is in their stage of change and where the family member themselves is. A lot of times family members say, yeah, I want to help them. I really do. I do. But they don't. They don't think there's even a problem. And when you do the self-assessment on the stages of change, you get a better sense of that. And then um, the third principle is it's important to let go without giving up or giving in. I talked about that before. Giving up obsession, getting into mindfulness, learning all about the balm so that you know what helps and what doesn't, and not giving into manipulation. And finally, we tell families, you can be your loved one's best chance at recovery by getting out of denial, using leverage, and boundary setting, and no longer enabling. And that's just the first four principles. After people have that attitudinal shift, they're ready for action. They're ready to build relationships and recovery. They're ready to learn the seven steps of communication. And it's, it's really um, it's quite a process. It's a deep learning um, opportunity for families who really want to see. You know, if you're at that point where what's going on in your family just isn't working anymore or you see the beginning of a problem and you want to fix it, if you can get into something like this, you have a much better shot. We're extremely solution-focused. We don't pretend that this isn't about us. We know that the entire family is part of the problem and can be part of the solution. So um, we were talking a little earlier today about um, some success stories. And, um, you know, the name of our show is Courage to Hope because we want to give people courage, have the courage to hope for better things for the future and things can really happen if you work at it. Can you talk about yeah. um, the young boy that uh, is getting married, I guess, this year? Yes. So one of our, um, <clears throat> one of our coaches uh, has a son who struggled and uh, he, he now has two or three years of recovery and he's getting married this evening. And that is a miracle. That is a miracle for that family. He's a person living in long-term recovery. He has a beautiful wife, and now, I'm sure they're married by now, or they will be within the hour. And um, we see miracles like this all the time in the balm. We have um, a mom whose son was in the helping field, and he somehow got into addiction, and she, he was in several treatment centers. She couldn't seem to help him until she learned the balm and got herself a balm coach. And she started to set boundaries for him in a new and loving way because everything we do is with love. And he is a dad, and he saw how it worked with him. He wanted to learn the balm so he could help his son. And after a while, he decided, man, I want to help everybody with this. And he became a balm coach. Um, we have one family where the mom is a coach, and she, but this was way before she was a coach. 
she came into the balm and got a coach right away. And um, uh, very soon after she started coaching, her son OD'd. And thank God he lived through it. And her coach guided the family through a mini intervention with their son, during which when the seven steps are called mini interventions, and he uh, broke into tears at at the conversation, and everything in his life changed after that. What he basically said was that he had been waiting his whole life for his parents to talk to him in that way and to listen to him in that way. That's what the balm does for families. It shifts the communication from really tense and upset to peaceful and loving and impactful. Um, I'd like to just go back. When you started talking about that young man, the first one, did you say he's getting married today? Yeah. (laughs) Right now. This is his wedding day. That's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. It's really amazing. It's beautiful. Uh, getting married on a it's Thursday beautiful. night. I suppose that's yes. good. You can have a four-day honeymoon, I guess, right? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's um. So, I mean, that's the thing we'd like to talk about is how things can work and things when it, you're oh in the deepest God. valley so and many... you're in the darkest days, you know, that you think, yes. oh, my God, am yes. I ever going to, is this ever going to change? Is we ever going to get any better? Is what's, how's this going to end? And and to think we have another family where, you know, the son just depended on his parents to do everything. And anytime he had an emergency, he called them up and they fixed it. And one day they just said, sorry, we're busy. They were on their way to fix the emergency. They looked at each other. They got back in bed, called them up and said, we love you, son, but we're going back to sleep. Well, I bet and they really didn't sleep. Knew. The gig was, no, they did as a matter of fact and the gig was up for him and he's got five years now he's also becoming a balm coach we have um oh what other there are so many stories like this our families come on the balm sometimes and tell their testimonials and those are all recorded for members to listen to they're on wednesday evenings um sometimes every every wednesday evening is about a different principle so on Monday, there's a lesson on the principal for an hour, and on Wednesday evening, there's an interview with someone related to the principal. And um, when we get to the 12th principle, that be a loving mirror is the journey and the destination. Families tell their journeys of recovery and hope, and that's where they often tell their success stories with using the balm principle. We've been doing this now for four years, and we have four years of mighty success on those 12 principles but oftentimes someone will come to speak on principle uh, five or seven or whatever the principle is and they'll be telling a success story um there's a family that i worked with for three years and the mom the daughter had been through 12 or 13 treatment centers before mom got into the bulb and then we worked together for two or three years and the daughter eventually went through treatment. Mom learned how to set a boundary for herself. She was getting sick from her daughter's behavior. And so she explained to her, sweetheart, I love you so much, but I am physically getting ill and I'm not willing to die because you're killing yourself. And I just love you, but you won't be able to come 
for family dinners anymore. When you're ready to get help, let me know. They were very close, yet her mother watching her daughter waste away from drugs. It was killing her, literally. And um, her daughter, within a pretty short amount of time, came to the door and said, I'm ready. We got her into a treatment center. Today she is a college, she's finishing college. She's doing very well. And um, <laughs> she's another balm miracle. So that's a good thing. I mean, we, there is hope out there for these families. Oh, my gosh. There's so much hope. The whole thing with the balm is it's a solution-oriented curriculum. It's not about come and rant and rave and, and just learn how to cope with it because it's something you have to live with. No. You're going to learn how to build a new positive life for yourself while you're learning how to speak differently and interact differently in a way that could very well have a positive impact on your loved one's recovery. Very powerful work. So if you're home now and you're listening to this or driving in your vehicle somewhere and you want to become a part of the bomb, go to the website, familyrecoveryresources.com, and Beverly, the other website? BeALovingMirror.com. Okay, and your phone number again? Um, you can call us at one eight 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 nine nine eight balm or 2256. And if you want to learn more about the program, ask for Karen at extension 5. If you need to speak with me personally, I'm at extension 1. Okay, thank you very much. So mm-hmm. um, let's talk about the coaching aspect now. Um, yeah. some, somebody wants to be a coach. Uh, it's like a school, so obviously it costs money. Um, yeah. And can you kind of go over that a little bit? How, how long does it take? Um, sure. How do you graduate? I mean, what is the process and the whole nine yards there? Sure. First, I just want to say that we are the only fully accredited coach training program through the International Coach Federation, which is the leading life coaching school uh, accrediting board in the world that focuses on recovery. So we're fully accredited as life coaches, as specialists in family recovery, and as um, specialists in the BALM program itself. The program has four components. It's over a year long, and it's about six to ten hours of class and work each week during that time. We're just in the process of starting a new cohort. So people are starting between now and March. And so this is the time to get involved in the current uh, cohort. It's a great way to build a career that you can do at home, on your own time, online, and on Never have to go into the office again. When COVID came, we were all working at home as it was, so it didn't impact our business at all. If anything, there were so many more people who needed help. It's a a wonderful way to help others to become highly skilled in the recovery field. It's non-clinical, and yet you are making a tremendous impact through this up-and-coming field of family recovery, life coaching, where you're a life coach specializing in family recovery. And I would say it is a extremely rewarding career on top of that. I it mean, really is. It's extremely rewarding. I mean, yeah. to, 
to be able to work with families and see the changes, sometimes it takes a really long time for the loved one to change. Sometimes the loved one doesn't change, but the family that works the balm will always shift and change. They will value their life more. They will be doing everything they can to have a positive impact on their loved one, and often they really will. As um, Beverly said, during the pandemic, her business increased. And just for, for those that aren't in the know, right now we have a real problem in the United States with a lot of uh, drugs that are counterfeit. And they're counterfeit Oxycontins, counterfeit Vicodins, and they look pretty real. But the problem is that to make them viable, they're laced with fentanyl. And they're the addict is looking for a type of high. Sometimes it's just to maintain so they don't get dope sick if they're trying to get off. Um, but the problem with that is the fentanyl, uh, that it isn't processed by a druggist. It is processed by somebody in their cellar somewhere uh, who's manufacturing these pills. And you never know how strong fentanyl is. And so we always say people, one pill can kill. And so if somebody's out there, now's the time when you really have to do something about it to get your loved one into recovery and get yourself straightened out because this is the most critical, uh, I think, time in U.S. history with more artificial drugs of fentanyl on the street. It's now the fentanyl epidemic more than it is the opioid epidemic. Opioid gets them, <clears throat> gets them addicted, but fentanyl is what's killing them. And I think it's really important that we we get a grip, a grip onto that. And I, you want to add something to that, Beverly? Yeah, you know, this whole thing with the epidemic, with the isolation, if you think isolation, and I, I'm, again, speaking to the choir here, if you think isolation is bad for your average family, put addiction into the mix, and it's extremely difficult. Another reason why it's so important to learn the life skills that the balm teaches so that you can have a peaceful, calm relationship with people even when they're being irrational. And that's so important because, you know, it doesn't take much to light that, the to um, start a fire when oh. the tinder is burning. And we teach you how to put the water, you know, put out the fire and begin anew. So it's critical because the more good input a loved one can have, the less chance they have of having that really awful experience of overdosing. You know, you can't avoid it. You can do everything right, and your loved one can still overdose. But you become their best chance when you learn how to be a loving mirror. Uh, a few years ago, we did a movie called If Only. And that's the biggest thing, the two words that come out of a parent's mouth after a child dies is if only. If only I did this, if only I listened, if only, so forth. And right now, you could say, if only I'd called the bomb. You know, that would be a nice thing to do to make sure that you're not one of those parents that say, if only. I think that's very critical. Um, parents do have an option of doing something and getting themselves involved and understanding the problem. In my case, with my son, I didn't understand it. I didn't even know what an opioid was. Uh, 
and the results were negative, and I didn't have this opportunity. Um, I, I, I know, Beverly, that you've written a book about the bomb, yeah. and if somebody's yeah. home and they're questioning anything, um, where do you stand? You would recommend that they, they buy the book? and they can... I think it's a great idea. You can download Chapter 1 for free on either of our websites, BeALovingMirror.com, BalmFamilyRecovery.com, and then buy the book so that you have it and you can really study it. We have families, almost everyone now who comes into the balm says, I read your book. I need this. What we say in the book is it takes what it takes. Some people can read the book and do it based on that. Some people need more. They need the balm. Some people need the balm and a coach. Some people need the balm, a coach, a therapist. You don't know what it is you need until you just start somewhere. So we invite you to, to get the book to start to understand family recovery, to read over the website, see what you can learn about this malady that has afflicted your family. Look, every family has something. We don't need to pity ourselves. Oh, poor me, I have this horrible thing. Look, it's a horrible thing. But there are things you can do to make life better for yourself, for your other family members, and hopefully for your loved one. That's what we're all about do everything we can to help you do so as well. And what's the actual name of the book? And we know the author Balm. is you. Yeah, the book is called Balm, The Loving Path to Family Recovery. Say that one more time. Balm, B-A-L-M, The Loving Path to Family Recovery. And Balm is called The Loving Path because we're all about love and connection. We honestly believe that love is is the answer, but it has to be love informed by the reality of this horrible malady and the path to recovery, and that's what that's what we provide. Okay, and if they don't buy the book from you, they can buy it from Amazon, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And is it in paperback or hardcover? Or? Both. They can get it either way. Okay, but it's you know. And maybe the best and maybe the best investment you ever made for your life. That's what I'd like to say. And I, I wrote the foreword in the book, and um, and I meant every word of it. If I had had this book, while I was dealing with my son, um, the the outcome probably would have been a lot different. And it's, I mean, even if it wasn't, I certainly would have had a better grab on it. I would have been able to do, handle it a totally different way, because I. I definitely believe in the bomb. I see all the advantages, and I've talked to so many coaches that have graduated from your school, and they've mm -hmm. been very successful, and they've got so many good stories to tell. Um, mm -hmm. and, They're really helping family. And we do have, now, most of the people listening uh, on air are listening in the Massachusetts area, and mm -hmm. we do have some coaches right we here in Massachusetts, wonderful. right? Balm coaches. If you contact us, we will connect you with some really fabulous coaches. We have coaches in the Massachusetts area. We have coaches all over the country. And you have, a, you have a good guy in Rhode Island, too, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So we're, they're everywhere. And, and anywhere, anywhere you have a computer, you can find a coach. And if somebody calls you and, let's say, they have a situation, you try to figure out which coach might be the best for this particular 
uh, situation. Absolutely. And, and the more coaches we have, we've now trained, gosh, I think over 100 coaches. And we're at the point now where people tell us a story, we're able to find them the right coach for that story. Yeah. Someone who, they're all trained experts, but one person has a son, another has a daughter, another person lost someone and has a, a person who's alive who they want to save. I mean, our coaches have been through a lot just as our families are going through and, and they've come out the other side and they're willing and able to help. Yes, and I, I know a lot of people in Massachusetts, <clears throat> excuse me, are going through, going to learn to cope. And this is like learn to cope with the, but, but more, much more specialized for your needs. And um, I think learn to cope is good, but I think the bomb is, uh, goes so much further and really encourages you and teaches you directly. Uh, I think that's, that's a real good thing. Um, how do you feel about um, the people after they succeed? Do they go to do they go to meetings, like AA meetings or? Oh, not? you know that's a great story. I'll tell you a funny story. I had a client once who didn't relate to Al-Anon at all, and she used to say to me, uh, "My son is in treatment, and he keeps saying, Mom, please go to Al-Anon. I'm an AA.'" And I told her, "You go to Al-Anon." And you teach them what you learned in the balm. You never have to mention the balm. Just talk about what you know about recovery, and you will change people's lives. And that's what she did. So people who come to the balm, some of them are long-time Al-Anon. Now that we have the program for loved ones, some of them are long-time AA, NA. Um, but there are also people who never go to those programs who come into the balm and use other methods as well. So we're open to multiple paths to recovery. Uh, I'm a 12-stepper. I love the 12 steps. But I understand that there are different ways for different people. Yeah, the, the, some of the groups out there have a tendency to lean on, a, on religion. Um, and where does the bomb stand on that? Is, this a, is there any religious um, side to it or... That's a great question. We are a non-denominational spiritual program. Some people believe in God, some believe in Jesus, some believe in different God by different names, some believe in the universal spirit and love. Call it what you will. Some believe in entelechy, that deep inner wisdom of psychology. There, It really doesn't matter as long as we, we encourage people to find something beyond ego to help them through what they're going through. But that's their journey. That's only one of our principles. Well, it's I'm, important to heal, to explore and or heal your relationship with spirituality. Each person does it in their own way. That's good. Because, I mean, I've seen results <clears throat> like my, my own self with addiction from many years ago. I you have to, to me, I had to change something. I just couldn't drop what the addiction was without replacing it with something on a positive level. And as uh, you, you go in that kind of direction, is that one of the things that, that you see happening? I mean, like, uh, I used to be a speaker at Mass Act and, and teach kids to uh, guys who were sectioned, which means that they go into a, 
to a place that's kind of like a prison. It's a lockup, but they're, they're not really prisoners. And, you know, I could see that some of them, you know, they once they're off the drugs, they go right into lifting weights like, like an obsession almost, or they're uh, doing something kind of obsessed in a way to, to get their endorphins back. Um, where, where are you on that sort of thing? So we are a mindfulness-based program. We teach people how to go deep within themselves in order to find peace. And people do that in many different ways. We encourage a healthy lifestyle that includes physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual healthy choices. Um, again, that's one of our principles. It's important to take your focus off your loved one and put it on yourself. Members of the Balm take a self-assessment. What have you been neglecting in your own life? How can you improve your side of the street? So, yeah, self-care is extremely important. Yeah, and the inner quiet is extremely important. So when you say inner quiet, do we have uh, meditation classes? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Some people um, prefer to call it contemplation. Some call it mindfulness. Some call it meditation. We teach direct inquiry. Yeah, I call it all of the above. <laughs> right. Because you're reflecting. You know, a friend of mine just says, let's sit down and reflect, you know, when we have a situation. So I think that's good. And, That's uh, beautiful. So um, what question haven't I asked you? I always like to hear that, you know. But where's That's your... great. Thank you. Well, I guess what I want people to know is that wherever they are, they are not alone. You are not alone. You may be feeling like, oh, they don't understand how bad my situation is. Unfortunately, most of us, who are in this field, <clears throat> have experienced our own personal brand of health, and we've come out the other side. Yeah, this got to be so rewarding to come out the other side and just, you know, be able to just relax and, and, and have a life, as I guess you would say, right? Right, and to be in community with others. Community is a big part of this as well. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we want to thank you for your time and, and sharing everything about the bomb with us tonight. And I'd like you to go over those websites and phone numbers just sure. uh, one more time. It's balmfamilyrecovery.com or bealovingmirror.com. And you can call us at 1-888-998-2256. Give a holler to Karen, our outreach coordinator at Extension 5. Or me, Bev, I'm at extension one. And um, we're here for you. We That's want to help you and your family get through this. I like, I like the way you say that. You're here for them. So, and, and people can call at any time, right? If they yes, leave a message and call you, right? Call you back as soon as you check them out and everything. But yeah, yeah we do that. And, and again, our show is the courage, courage to hope. And we want people to know uh, we have, there are some great stories out there. And a young man that we just talked about earlier has now gone to the altars while we were talking here. It's pretty strange how that happens. <laughs> and, 
And I know, yeah, and sobriety can happen. I can tell you, we've we've had many people on with great success stories, and and there's a lot more to this whole drug thing. And yeah, getting a little bit off the bar for a second, but I'd like to just state that um, when you're out there, if you're if you're not dealing with what we just talked about, but you're a, a nice, healthy human being, uh, and you get a prescription for something, I want you to be aware that. The, the guy in the lab coat isn't always being honest. Um, and they're giving you prescriptions. And if you ask them about opioids, and they'll say, oh, some people might get addicted, but you probably won't. Um, you need to think twice about what you put in your mouth. Because um, in my studies, about 75, 80% of all major addiction with opioids started with a prescription. And the doctors were pressured to not that they're bad people, they were pressured to, they said that they weren't treating pain properly. That's what the pressure came from. The Purdue Pharma put pressure on the government and the government put pressure on the doctors and the hospitals to treat pain. And so um, this whole epidemic is, it's really something that was created here. Uh, it didn't come like the pandemic. It didn't come like, um, like COVID. This, this epidemic came in a bottle. And um, think about that. So when you're thinking about your loved one who's got this serious addiction problem, remember, it's not, the, it's not them abusing the drug. It's the drug abusing them. And I always recommend to go and watch the TV series Dope Sick. It's on Hulu. It's an eight-part series. It's very hard to watch. But if you have a loved one who is suffering from addiction right now, um, it's very, very influential. You, you can really learn a lot by watching it. And everything I've seen in it so far is 99% accurate from what I've seen in my travels and my studies with this. And um, so and if you want to be a coach and you want to get out there and help people, which I say it's a very rewarding job to be a life coach or a bomb coach. I, I think we, we should say bomb coach more than life coach. Would that be correct? Well, our, all of our bomb coaches are, are life coaches trained to specialize in family recovery or in recovery. And so they are both. They are okay. BALM family recovery life coaches. So besides being the bomb coach, you're going to get a major life improvement as well. <laughs> Absolutely. It's yeah. a transformative program. Yeah, and we are social beings, and anybody who thinks they can do this by themselves is mistaken. You need to be in the group, like watch these things on Wednesday night and listen to the people who talk about the different steps. Um, it's very, very uh, assuring. It's, it, you, you feel bet, so much better when you know that you're not alone out there. I think that's the hardest thing at my point. When I was dealing with my son, it was like I felt like I was alone. I didn't have anybody to confer with, nothing. I didn't, and most of the people that uh, knew my son didn't want to talk about it, you know, because they weren't professionals. They didn't know what to do, and that's why I say to them again: get in touch with the bomb, and and do the right thing. Get yourself on the way to recovery as well. And again, thanks again, Beverly, and we'll be back Thank again you. next week. I really appreciate your having me on. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you again. Bye-bye now.